Hi, this is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And we're going to get into, as we continue through Isaiah, some ugly chapters. And here's the interesting thing. You know, to be honest, if I were God, the Bible wouldn't look like that. the Bible does at all. I'd be like, okay, we created this perfect this this perfect garden man and woman live forever happily ever after and yet god puts this tree in the middle of the garden actually puts two trees the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and he gives them a choice and then all the rest of the garden So they had an abundance of good choices, and they had that one bad choice. Well, then Israel is, then, 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 um, Seth is born after Adam and Eve are banned from the garden, and they have two sons, and Cain kills Abel, and then Seth comes along, and Seth has children, and Noah and the ark happen, and the flood happens, and um, then Abraham comes to Canaan by the promise of God, has a son named Isaac, Isaac, Jacob, um, and then the whole nation of Israel. And the story is ugly. The story is has got these brilliant moments of absolute beauty. And then it's got this ugliness. It's not like I, you know, God established a nation and they perfectly followed him and they did what they did what he asked them to do. No, there's this up and down and up and down. And Isaiah 2 starts with these wonderful verses calling us to walk in the light of the Lord. And then it describes their judgment and why. What they, it describes what they've been doing. And, you know, I just, I just, it, the Bible doesn't pull any punches. It doesn't pull any punches. God does not pull punches. When he says, let's do the, you know, you chose the knowledge of good and evil, man, good and evil are all over these pages. And so here's, here's some of the evil that God has rejecting. And because the people have embraced this evil, God is rejecting the people. So in Isaiah 2.6, we, we start this, this hard part of Isaiah. And it actually continues into chapter 3 a little bit. So we're just going to start from there and we're going to just read through and pray. All right, Isaiah 2, 6. For you have rejected your people, the house of Jacob, because 
They are full of things from the east and of fortune tellers like the Philistines, and they strike hands with the children of foreigners. Their land is filled with silver and gold, and there is no end to their treasures. Their land is filled with horses, and there is no end to their chariots. Their land is filled with idols. They bow down to the work of their hands to what their own fingers have made. So it all looks successful. It all looks good. But it's all what they have made. So man is humbled and each one is brought low. Do not forgive them. Enter into the rock and hide in the dust from before the terror of the Lord. And from the splendor of his majesty. The haughty looks of man shall be brought low. And the lofty pride of man shall be humbled. And the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. When God brings judgment... Nothing is going to stand against it. He is going to be exalted in that day. And if we don't practice that exaltation now, we're going to be right in the middle of that devastation. Verse 12, For the Lord of hosts has a day against all that is proud and lofty, against all that is lifted up, and it shall be brought low, against all the cedars of Lebanon lofty and lifted up, and against all the oaks of Bashan, against all the lofty mountains, and against all the uplifted hills, against every high tower, and against every fortified wall, against all the ships of Tarshish, and against all the beautiful craft, and the haughtiness of man shall be humbled, and the lofty pride of men shall be brought low, and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. And the idols shall utterly pass away, and people shall enter the caves of the rocks and the holes of the ground from before the terror of the Lord and from the splendor of his majesty when he rises to terrify the earth. In that day, mankind will cast away their idols of silver and their idols of gold, which they made for themselves to worship to the moles and to the bats, to enter the caverns of the rocks and the clefts of the cliffs from before the terror of the Lord and from the splendor of his majesty when he rises to terrify the earth." Stop regarding man in whose nostrils is breath, for of what account is he? For behold, and this is where it goes into chapter 3, For behold, the Lord God of hosts is taking away from Jerusalem and from Judah support and supply, all support of bread and all support of water, the mighty man and the soldier, the judge and the prophet, the diviner and the elder, the captain of fifty and the man of rank, the counselor, and the skillful magician and the expert in charms, and I will make boys their princes and infants shall rule over them, and the people will oppress one another, everyone his fellow and everyone his neighbor. The youth shall be insolent to the elder and the despised to the honorable, for a man will take hold of his brother in the house of his father and say, You have a cloak, you shall be our leader, and this heap of ruin shall be under your rule. In that day he will speak out, saying, I will not be a healer in my house, there is neither bread nor cloak. You shall not make me leader of the people, for Jerusalem has stumbled and Judah has fallen, because their speech and their deeds are against the Lord, defying his glorious presence. For the look on their faces bears witness against them. They proclaim their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to them, for they have brought evil on themselves. Tell the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their deeds." 
Woe to the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for what his hands have dealt out shall be done to him. What an interesting little contrast there. My people, infants, are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O oh, my people, your guides mislead you, and they have swallowed up the course of your paths. The Lord has taken his place to contend. He stands to judge peoples. The Lord will enter into judgment with the elders and princes of his people. It is you who have devoured the vineyard. The spoil of the poor is in your houses. What do you mean by crushing my people by grinding the face of the poor, declares the Lord God of hosts. The Lord said, because the daughters of Zion are haughty and walk with outstretched necks, glancing wantonly with their eyes, mincing along as they go tinkling with their feet. Therefore the Lord will strike with a scab the heads of the daughters of Zion, and the Lord will lay bare their secret parts. In that day the Lord will take away the finery of the ankles, the headbands and the crescents, the pendants, the bracelets and the scarves, the headdresses, the armlets, the sashes, the perfume boxes and the amulets, the signet rings and nose rings, the festal robes, the mantles, the cloaks and the handbags, the mirrors, the linen garments, the turbans and the veils. Instead of perfume, there will be rottenness, and instead of a belt, a rope, and instead of well-set hair, baldness, and instead of a rich robe, a skirt of sackcloth, and branding instead of beauty. Your men shall fall by the sword, and your mighty men in battle, and her gates shall lament and mourn. Empty she shall sit on the ground, and seven women shall take, the, take hold of one man in that day, saying, we will eat our own bread and wear our own clothes. Only let us be called by your name. Take away our reproach. In that day the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious. And the fruit of the land shall be the pride and honor of the survivors of Israel. And he who is left in Zion and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy. Everyone who has been recorded for life in Jerusalem, when the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and cleansed the bloodstains of Jerusalem from its midst by a spirit of judgment and by a spirit of burning, then the Lord will create over the whole site of Mount Zion and over her assemblies a cloud by day and smoke in the shining of a flaming fire by night, for over all the glory there will be a canopy. There will be a booth for shade by day from the heat, and for a refuge and shelter from the storm and rain. Let us pray. Father God, there are those who should be terrified at your coming. Terrified. And we want to think that everybody's on the right path and everybody's okay and everybody's a good person. The problem is that we can all pat ourselves on the back, but it doesn't mean that we're ready for judgment.
it doesn't mean we're bearing the fruit of the righteous. And in all their ugliness, there's a couple of absolutely beautiful, beautiful pieces. And one is going to be the splendor of your majesty. But for some, the splendor of your majesty is going to be a glorious day. And for some, the splendor of your majesty is going to be terrifying. The other beautiful passage in here is that for the righteous it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their deeds. Father God, I ask you today that we may be counted among the righteous and that we may do the deeds that you ask us to do. And not all the other deeds mentioned here or hinted at here. God, forgive us when we compromise. Forgive us when we, when we fail and help us set us on the right path. And Lord, help us to understand that your love will not allow evil to continue forever. And we thank you for that. Some of us are going to be eternally grateful. Are grateful now and eternally grateful. While others should be terrified and will be throwing everything that they thought they trusted into a cave. Because it's an embarrassment. And it's wrong and they know it. God, thank you sometimes we don't want to thank you for our choice but we have a choice you said it before us you said it before every generation Adam and Eve failed it but so has every generation since them we would rather have the knowledge of good and evil than the tree of life so many times God, our hearts are messed up, and we need created me a clean heart, a pure heart, O oh God. Create in us a pure heart, and help us do your deeds, even in the middle of disaster. It looks good. It looks successful right now. It is so far from successful. Forgive us, Lord. That we repeat in this modern day much of what was given, what was judged there. For some reason, we, get, we, we tend to head back that direction. Lord, help those of us who know better be clear. Thank you, Lord, for your 
goodness and your kindness and your redemption. Lord, thank you that you are strong enough that when you judge, that will be it. Prepare us to be on the right side of that day and be ready to exalt you. In Jesus' holy and precious name, to you be the honor and the glory and the power and the kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Hi, this is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And if you would like to know more about having a relationship with Jesus or need a Bible or need prayer or want to join this podcast, Proclaiming His Excellencies, please send me an email at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put podcast. And I'll be happy to get back with you and and pray for you. Um, God bless you. And remember, you are one of His Excellencies.